tonight on Whiskey Waffle. Would like everyone to think of this as an alternate future. Not one single mention of the word sheen. It's like a um a bodybuilder squeezing their glutes. Yes, and heavy camel. That's this episode on Whiskey Waffle, the podcast. I mean, cast. Good evening, fellow wafflers, and welcome to episode number forty. Episode number forty. Now, we thought this was going to be a somewhat of a celebratory um. Uh, episode, but it's, it's taken it's a more rather, of an emergency recording session, yeah, isn't it? It's taken a bit of a somber tone, actually. Um, mm. in, instead of busting out the balloons, we're um, we're we're sort of wondering quite what's happened. Yeah, so we're actually addressing an issue that's that's come to light over the last couple of days in the Tasmanian whiskey scene, and specifically now, like not leaving it till probably a couple of weeks' time when this episode due out, is because well, it concerns the stuff we were talking about. In our very last episode. Yeah, so people may not have heard. A lot of people have heard. There's been some quite big reaction amongst the community. But Lark Distilling, the House of Lark, we mm. must we must call it the House of Lark, yes. has swooped in and picked up Sheen Distillery. Yeah, which we just visited only a couple of weeks ago and, and talked glowingly about on our recent podcast. So I think... Nicholas, it's time to dive in and mm. just yeah, let's let's get straight into uh, the heart of the matters. This this friends is going to be a full on sheenisode. Yeah, yeah, sheen centric episode coming up because well, you know we've got a lot to say and um, I think that you guys are really interested in the topic. So let's delve into the waffle where we look at the sale of sheen estate. The waffle, Nicholas. I'd like to commence this emergency session mm. where we're talking about the sale of Sheen Estate by reading a statement. A statement? A statement, statement. Um, supplied by your lawyer? No, no. In fact, uh, that's, that was a different matter. Mm. Sorry, yeah, we, told, we were not meant to mention that on the air. Should, should I say that it's a Sheen Estatement? Ah, there we go. Yeah, nice. We won't be able to make these jokes for much longer, Ted. No, I know. Okay. So I'd I'd like you to read. Uh, I'd like you to read. I would like me to read. I would like you, you to read as well, yeah, Ted. To you, the official statement from Lark about the uh, acquisition of the estate from the House of Lark. The House of Lark. So come out of the house. So Tasmania's Lark Distilling Co. acquires Pontville Distillery and Estate. Mm. Just just keep an eye on that. All right. It's got it's got a picture of uh, Bill and Chris. Bill Lark, that is, and Chris Thompson. Yep, standing outside uh, the the old stables at Sheen. Okay. Pioneers of the Australian whiskey industry, Tasmania's Lark Distilling Co. has today announced the acquisition of the iconic Pontville Estate and Distillery, 30 minutes north of Hobart. As Lark enters its 30th year... 30 years? That's pretty amazing, actually. Mm. Uh, Sorry, its 30th year in 2022... The Pontville site heralds a new dawn for Tasmania's first distillery and includes 40 acres of land and buildings including a 130,000 litre distillery, a cellar door, eight bond stores, a working cooperage and the historic stables and homestead. Pontville will be Lark's third working distillery in Tasmania alongside its Cambridge and Bothwell sites and will contribute to the production of 576,000 litres of Lark whisky each year. Following the commissioning of a new 1 million litre Greenfield distillery on the Pompville site mm. in mid-2023, Lark will have an annual production capacity in excess of 1.3 million litres. Right, yeah, that's quite big. 
All whisky distilling, product innovation and development will continue to be led by Lark's master distiller, Chris Thompson, and his team. Mm-hmm. These assets provide significant whisky inventories on value accretive terms, big fancy words there, and rebalance the maturity profile of our overall whisky under maturation. That's interesting. Rebalance the maturity profile. Hmm. Mm. Critically, the age profile and quality of the whisky under maturation being acquired will enable the House of Luck, there you go, there's the mention of the House of Luck, to commence an export program from financial year 23, which is approximately 12 months ahead of previously published plans. The construction of a greenfield distillery in Pomville with production capacity of 1 million litres is expected to commence in early 22 and deliver Luck a world-class distillery in 2023. Lark at Pontville will commence distilling, distilling from February 2022, with its cellar door open to the public from this date. There endeth the monologue. Now, now there's a couple of interesting things to note there, and I think yeah. most crucially at all is not one single mention of the word sheen. No, sir, there is. Not even in the title of this. The, the historic Pontville estate, which I'd <clears throat> like to point out that we realised that is indeed in Mangalore last episode, not Pontville. Yeah, we, we're pretty damn sure it's in Mangalore. The Pontville Estate and the Pontville Distillery. Not a single S-word to be a S-H-word <laughs> to be found, which is very telling, I believe. Which doesn't doesn't really bode well for Sheen as, a, as an entity, as a, as a brand, even though that is the name of the, uh, of the estate there. Just the same mm. as Nant is the name of the Nant estate that they own up in Bothwell at their Bothwell site. Um, so obviously we've been to Sheen recently. We've been uh, in contact with, with David and with Risk, who's the, the general manager up at Sheen, and um, you know expressing our surprise, I guess, because we will be the first ones to admit that we did not see this coming. Completely and utterly blindsided. No. We, As you said before, we were down there the other week just really having a red hog crack at saying how much we enjoyed the place, having a great chat with David. Everything was bright and rosy for the future. Yeah, and, and he was telling us about all exciting plans that were in place. Um, and then and then this. So obviously I, I shot off an email because we've been in contact in the last you know d- few days, literally with David and, and Risk. And, um, and Risk uh, got back to me really quickly. He said um, that Sheen's products will remain as it is until the end of January 2022. Once Lark takes over the business on the 1st of February 2022, we do not have control regarding what will happen to the releases, but we will have stock that will last six months till August 2022. One day, those releases will become such an incredible legacy in the Tasmanian whiskey industry. The team at Sheen worked very hard for a very long time to reach this stage, including owners and directors who are hands-on at the business to bring it to this stage. It is not an easy decision, but the directors of Sheen decided it was in their best interests and in the best interests of the Sheen distillery to sell to Lark. Sheen needed extensive capital to expand production and realize its potential in the global market. Lark is the number one single malt brand in Australia and is well positioned to take Tasmanian single malt to the world. The whole shares were sold to Lark, which means all assets tangible and intangible, including the whole site, will be passed on to Lark in February 2022. Um, And he also says, on the other hand, it will be exciting to see how Lark will take Sheen to the next stage. Take care. Risk. Take Sheen to the next stage. Well, they're not. We can can clearly see that from their uh, email. that They're taking the Pontville distillery to the next stage. This is it. This is it. It begs the question, if Lark continues to purchase more distilleries, which, let's face it, they could, if they really go... They rock up and knock on your door. Yeah, big big time into the world stage. What happens to the actual 
sort of releases from those distilleries. So you've got Nant. Mm. They still appear, um, don't they? they? You can still you yeah. can still get a Nant. Yeah. You'll have Sheen. Will Sheen appear as a Sheen Estate distillery? Do they, do, do they become special releases, mm. like limited edition, more expensive releases? Yeah. Will it say, you know, Lark Pontville site at the top? Mm. Will Sheen or Nant become sort of the Kinimvi of hmm. Tasmanian whiskey? Like may, maybe uh, Nant becomes Balveni and then Sheen becomes Kinimvi and you only mm. very rarely see... Yeah, release. I know, and and all those whiskey nerds out there start raving about how good that Canindy is if you can ever get a hold mm. of it. Yeah, no, all these are particularly good points. Um, and one of the the key takeaways that I got from you reading that statement is Lark hoping to boost their export market. Mm. So what this suggests to me is that us, the Tasmanian whiskey fan, are not actually going to see the benefits of this acquisition. Like it's not necessarily going to become this fantastic new product that we can go out and buy, you know, the the Lark Pontville Elixir of Life. No, it's just going to be boosting their fortified wine matured portfolio, which which Lark, you know, as big as they are, they don't have that sort of scale to get it out to the world. Mm. Maybe they do now. Once they build this new thing out at Greenfields or whatever it is, that's when they'll have the scale to get it out to the world. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. There's I think it was something in. Risks email maybe that yeah sort of mentioned exciting to see how it will go into the world stage bug of the world mm, I know what about Tasmania yeah I mean we say Tasmania but also you know mainland Australia yeah. as well like this um, you know this is this is its initial target market but like you say um, like we've said before about Lark they are trying to be the penfolds of Australian whiskey of Tasmania whiskey and yeah. Um, yeah this is certainly positioning them in a very good place and I read through some of the comments when Lark announced this on Instagram mm. and the comments were overwhelmingly positive like congratulations guys this is so exciting um, you know this is really you know big step for you guys mm. congratulations and to be fair they're all right like this is huge for it Lark. is huge it's, it's and, a you know, major evolution Bill's right to trot out his sort of cliched quotes and you know be really excited about this and and that's that's great this this is this is the equivalent of Lark strapping jet engines to its wings. Mm, that's it. But before we get into our feelings about Sheen, uh, you know, is there some more speculation that you've got, Teddy Boy? Yeah. Well, I, I want to trot out my own personal pet theory, which I've been working on. You, I, I did tell this one to you last night, but I, I think it does have uh, legs to it potentially. Mm. Okay. O- obviously, as we've discussed, this is a lot to do with boosting their export market and things and. The global stage is apparently going to be a, a big part of it. I think there's other strategic reasons that they've purchased Sheen as well. Mm. So if you go to the actual Lark distillery, it's it's okay. It's I mean, it's it's interesting from a whiskey nerd's point of view. But, but basically, it's a tin shed. Realistically, it is a collection of tin sheds mm. in a field. There's a, there's a big radio telescope nearby. But yeah, yeah. Realistically, it's, it's just... a lovely part of the world. It's just some tin sheds. Nant, Nant is is a very nice location. Beautiful, yeah. Beautiful location, but it's also kind of off the beaten track a bit. You've got to be mm. a bit more dedicated to get up there. It's not kind of sort of in normal range. Pontville, Mangalore, Sheen is, I think, perfectly positioned to capture uh, the the sort of tourist market. Well, it's just like. off the highway. It's just off the main highway heading north-south. Um, it's not too far out of Hobart. It's only about no. thirty minutes out of Hobart. Uh, out of the centre of Hobart. Out of the centre like of Hobart. Ten minutes out of the edge of Hobart. It is also 
spectacular in terms of historic sort of viewpoint. Like you've got this incredible old sandstone buildings. The new timber buildings that are built as part of the distillery uh, look really good, bed down in sight. There's plenty of room to uh, land a helicopter, Hmm. plenty of room to park your Tesla or your supercar. I think, I'm only speculating here, but I just just have a, a feeling that Sheen, Pontville, the Pontville distillery site for Lark, is is perfectly poised and might well become like the 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 marquee like cellar a, door for like a visitor center. Yeah, it will become the keys visitor center because it just it looks great. Mm. People will come and visit, marvel at the buildings. It's right in the smack bang in the way for people to trip over as they um, travel. So yeah, I think you've got a point there. I mean, I've always liked the uh, the Lark Cellador in Salamanca down there because mm. it's it's cozy. It's you know it's just a good stop on the way from your sort of Salamanca drinking or final stop, as it often is for us. As our our friend Stretch says, that he'll always pick us up at the Lark Cellador at some point later in the night. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have that sort of wow factor. That- yeah, I th- I think the Cellador at Salamanca still has a. Um, key place. They're all also remember that they're building a new bar in Hobart mm, as well. Very fancy bar. Very fancy bar. So that'll that'll all work in with it as well. Mm. I think I think that probably the original like bar will kind of be the everyman's bar where they just sort of. It, I think it will, hopefully it will retain that friendly atmosphere that they've always had. Very comfortable. There'll be yeah, sort of young staff at the bar to sort of chat to you about um, mm. whiskey. Yeah, then long you, may they long may they have that. Then, then you sort of step up into that kind of more expensive, high, high-end experience wherever they're building it in the city in this mm. in this new bar. But then, both of those locations, I think, then say you should go visit our cellar door at Pompville. Mm. See the beautiful historic buildings. You can do distillery there because think, they've got it all set up. Yeah, I think three the, stills. I think the drambulance and stuff will still operate, and the whiskey nerds and can go out to Lark still and go, oh, wow, this is this is the OG Lark. Mm. Um, yeah, but that'll run once a day, whereas they'll head out mm. to Pontville multiple times. Yeah, mm. no, that what you say makes a lot of sense. And the Sheen Cellador, stunning as it was, wasn't like a, a hustle and bustle of activity when we were there. Mm. Like, that was still a work in progress for Sheen, which, which is fair. And I think Lark could certainly turn that into a... A thriving location, potentially, if it is going to be this place, maybe it's maybe it's still too small because you can't exactly expand on these heritage buildings. Mm. Yeah, so I guess that all brings us to the point, Ted, where we have to. Well, we we don't have to, but we we quite like to discuss how we feel about the issue because we've been involved in the Tassie whiskey scene for for a little while now, and as, as much as we count for nothing in the the grand scheme of things, we've seen. A lot of things happen, a lot of change, a lot of development, a lot of really exciting stuff. So so how are you feeling about this one, Ted? Weirdly bummed, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to go a step further. I'm, I'm gutted, actually. Yeah. I mean, may, maybe our emotions are partly being clouded by the fact that we've just had... We've just been there. Just been to Sheen, mm. thought, this is the bee's knees. This is, like, we are so keen to have many more mm. years of drinking this whiskey. Like, we've had fantastic experiences there. Like, the uh, Elixir of Life, which we'll be sending out to our Patreons, I think that's your sort of whiskey of the month. Yeah, I've been moment. taking it everywhere, showing it to all my friends, family. It's like, you know, try, try a bit of this. And that's why the police came and arrested you. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, the whiskey man. was good too. Yeah, that's is it. No. <laughs> yeah, no, once I put my clothes back on, we settled down to a mm. nice dram of, of, of Sheen Elixir of Life. And yeah, no, I've, 
I, I've just been blown away by it. And I've, you know, I, I was like excited to purchase this bottle for that sort of mm. 190 price range for a 700 ml bottle and continue to buy it for, you know, for the foreseeable future. But does not look like that is going to be the case anymore. So, yeah, I guess that's one of the reasons. It's, it's not so much that I'm a little bit worried that there is a sort of monopoly effort going on by by Lark. It's more from a, a, a selfish perspective. I, I just really like this whiskey and I'm going to be sad that I'm not going to be able to get it mm. in the future. Yeah, it just it just feels like they had something special going on there, mm. and it's and the and the people like the people that we've we've met at Sheen um, are, are just such wonderful people, and um, yeah, we really thought that these guys were going to be bringing this, this the latest in a long line of great Tasmanian whiskies forward to the to the world. Yeah, and look, I suppose we 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 don't want to knock what Lark is doing. The, it, the the industry has to evolve, and this is just part of that evolution. And there's going to be sort of things like this that happen along the way, and it is exciting for them. Like Chris Chris Thompson's a great guy, and he's the whiskey is sort of in good hands with him. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. After our recent experience, it just feels like sort of a they've become another cog in a in the mm. faceless like machine. It's like yeah, it's it's the Pompville Distillery now. Yeah, that's like it. like the Bothwell Distillery and the Cambridge Distillery, they become sort of silent partners in this sort of monopoly of yeah yeah, yeah no you're absolutely right and we've um you know we've been a hundred percent on record as trying to clear the air as to what House of Lark is what they're mm. trying to do like a lot of people are quite you know um, cynical about the um guess which distillery this Lark comes from sort of game mm. well they they do stay on the front. Like mm. unless it's a blend or a marriage, they they do state on the front um, what's going on there. So uh, I'm not cynical in that way. And this just seems like yeah, it's just a business decision. And is a business one decision. company buying up another company. It's happened throughout the ages in Scotland as well. Yep. Um, and yeah, look, it's it's probably worth mentioning another another person in the mix here. Um, so John Ibrahim. Mm. Yeah, he's he's a. Uh, Possibly a big driver behind. This is purely speculation. We don't know. Yeah, but he is at least a part owner, if not majority owner of Sheen. He's invested a lot of of his own sort of business um, capital into Sheen Estate to, to build it up to where it is today. Now, what else does he own that needs potentially a lot of capital at the moment? <laughs> yeah, and he has just started. And this is definitely a watch this space sort of distillery. He has just... Well, he's been working on it for a long time. Just started. He's doing him a disservice. Um, he's about to realize the fruition of all his master plans and open up Callington Mill Distillery in mm, Oatlands. Um, one of our one of our correspondents gave us a bit of a tip off. They'd actually got to try um, a little sample of some aging spirit. I, d- I don't know how close it was to being ready, but mm. my feeling was it was relatively close, and the report was good. Mm. They wouldn't tell me um, much about it, but right. it was yeah, it was interesting. So, look, um, I, we haven't we haven't mentioned because because it's a, a a dirty subject, but it must be mentioned. It was sort of um, around in the media that the price was around forty million for the purchase mm. of um, the estate and it's the money, and everything, which is a lot, which is a lot of money. And I assume building building a brand new distillery on that side as well. Mm. Um, which I don't know if that I, I assume it will just be more stills at the Pontville Distillery. Yeah, don't don't know if it will have a new name, but forty mil. Greenfields. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, no that that's a big moving and shaking for the Tasmania whiskey scene. Big weights being thrown around there. So how about some of our some of you guys, some of our followers? Um, I'm gonna gonna jump in with 
two initial comments from um, two of our, our long-term followers and great friends and correspondents. Let's start off with uh, T-Troud, Terence, the robot of ultimate destruction, um, posting on Instagram. He says that um, there's still plenty of good small distilleries to pick from. The Lark machine can't take over all of them. Just watch them, T-Troud. If I could buy that estate, though, I probably would do it. Can't blame them. Fair. Sheen, we're doing some good things as well. Hopefully, they keep the price down and maintain good quality. So an unreasonably balanced perspective there from uh, T. Trout. Mm. Um, no mention of bourbon, though. Um, so on T. The Trout other- is cold and analytical, though. He is, yeah. he, is, he is a robot, so... Yeah, yeah. But on the other side, we've got our, our um, very long-term correspondent, DT. Mm. DT says, Personally, I'm sticking to mainland whiskey now, as Tassie whiskey is getting ridiculous overpriced, and now with Lark buying Sheen, I see prices going up. And his customary Tumblr emoji. Yeah, look, it's both interesting perspectives. I, I, I suspect there's a degree of sensationalizing from, from DT, who has yeah. one of the largest Tasmanian whiskey collections of anyone I know. I mean, Yeah, I, I was interested when I saw that comment the other day, and I thought, I would still buy Tasmanian whiskey, but yeah. then... <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's, yeah, I'm not. I'm not making any uh, big calls like that just I, I yet. But it's just. A, I don't think I'm quite at that point yet. But yeah, yeah. Um, but whiskey microscope has has jumped on as mm. well. So whiskey microscope has replied to DT's comment. He said, "Stay tuned. The revolution is coming on Tassie whiskey prices." Yeah, very that's, interesting. That's a very interesting thing. Like 1.5 million liters capacity per year. Yeah. Per, well, that might keep him up with uh, Callington Mill, mightn't it? Callington Mill as well. You'd have to think that with production of this size starting to occur in Tasmania, there's going to be some products potentially coming out that are sub-100. Yeah, now this is the thing. We've, we predict that Callington Mill would just come in and sweep away all competition. But gosh, Lark are throwing some weight around now. And they've got this massive head start. They've already got this huge following. They've got this history. They've got this um, prestige. Um, and they, they've got the numbers to compete now. Um, so Whiskey Microscope um, also left us another comment on Instagram, mm. and it was probably, yeah, probably the most interesting one that we've got. Um, so in response to, you know, thoughts about the takeover, he says, Absolutely shattered. I used to work at Sheen Estate across both the cooperage and distillery. It was a wonderful place with a strong sense of those who established it. Mm. So, yeah, obviously There's- Whiskey Microscope is, is in a bit of mourning as well. Yeah, I, that, I, th- I feel like that's that's the feeling around um, the traps a bit. So I've I've got some um, comments here from our um, uh, Facebook uh, as well. So Sean King says, "I'm afraid of Lark ruining Mackie and Sheen, and what they have made and their labelling and pricing!" Mm. Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Pricing exclamation. Is, is a fair point because we've been impressed with the Sheen pricing, and I'll yeah. come back to pricing. But mm. let's get back to Sean. As Mackie and Sheen are way better value for money for Mills, Price and Flavor than Lark. Lark have become overpriced value for money for not much at all and which people will become less interested in Tassie whiskey because of price value and sizing uh, Mills. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Sean Sean is pretty worked up right well, there. This is Obviously it. Obviously, a big a big fan of the Mackie and Sheen. Yeah, and I'll probably it's probably a good time to jump in because um, I've been you know receiving the emails and I'm sure all of our Followers do like get the Lark emails about all the new uh, releases that are coming out, mm. and some of them sound incredible, like the the double tawnies or the mm. you know rare sherry cask, and they sound incredible. And we've tried a few at the distillery, and mm. I can vouch for the fact they were delicious, delicious whiskies. Mm. And yet, I've not bought any of them. I, I've I've not bought a single one. I 
I, I like to see them come up in my email inbox mm. and think, that would be nice, but... They're pretty. The marketing's good. Oh, yeah, but they're, they're a minimum of $250 for a 500ml bottle. Mm. And unless it's a Heartwood, I can't justify that. Are we going to start maybe seeing some 700ml bottles of a generic Lark Well, whiskey? yeah, I mean, the Symphony has, has had mixed results. Personally, with the Symphony, I, I don't mind it. I think it's about $40 overpriced, mm. but I quite like the light flavor that it's going for i have nothing against the symphony except i think it's a bit overpriced so maybe there will be a better symphony come out well speaking of the marketing so andrew emery um commented i think i'm mostly interested in what the label will look like and what impact if any this might have on the smaller producers yeah i'm the the i'm guessing that the that the pontville release will look a bit like a lark bottle with um pontville written at the top yeah, it'll probably have its own colour. Maybe that's the way they'll go if they're doing releases, single releases mm. from uh, those sites under the Lark label. They'll have like a different colour for each. And the Lark labelling is iconic, but I've got to say, Ted, I love the Sheen label. Oh, that that uh, line drawing of the uh, of this old stables. Mm. Yeah, yep. no. it's, re- it's really good. It's um, perfect. Another another actual thing. Um, it's probably it's probably not quite so much in wheelhouse our wheelhouse because we're whiskey waffle mm. and not gin jargon. True, but this this is um, on something that's on other people's minds. So Joss O says we were discussing this yesterday. Our for- first thought actually went to Sheen's Poltergeist Gin, mm. which I really like. My mum is a big fan of as well. We've yeah we've done some bonding over some uh, Poltergeist. Mm. Both really like it. So while Lark's Forty Spotted is a good drop, it doesn't have a patch on the Poltergeist. It will be disappointing to see if Lark absorbs Sheen rather than continues to express the difference between the two. Well, I reckon that's probably going to, going to be the case. Mm. Um, and Jan Hyde also says we'll be very sorry to see Sheen's Poltergeist unfiltered. And Mackie Sheen whiskey disappear if that's what happens. So it's it's funny that I would say most of the people who are, have just commented on our um, social media posts have been more in the kind of feeling a bit hesitant yeah, or negative, a bit about protective the whole... about Sheen. Yeah, and with good reason because when you have something that you like, a product that you like, you want it to continue, don't you? I think that's mm. only natural. So there is a very real chance that this product that we love might disappear. I think there's well from the from the way they're talking, there's every chance that it will disappear. It, it will definitely disappear in the sense that it won't be controlled and made and by David and his team. Mm. It will be Chris's team, Chris's products that comes out. I'm sure that that will still be an excellent product, but it's not going to be the same as what the the Sheen or even the Mackie, which had Damien's. Um, mm. DNA with it. Um, yeah. Speaking of Damien's DNA, triple distilled. Triple distilled, yeah. Sheen has always been triple distilled and a large majority of the stuff in their Bond store is triple distilled. But does Pont- is, is Pontville whiskey triple distilled? Exactly. You mm. know what, Ted? I think they will continue to release a triple distilled product. 450 a bottle. Yeah, well. Basically, it's interesting time fellow wafflers it's interesting times it certainly gives us a lot to talk about a lot to discuss i i I certainly felt very conflicted not so much conflicted i i I felt a bit down when i heard this news it really deflated me Mm. and um yeah as much as i've i've always been a fan of lark and i always will i'm still a little bit nervous about Mm. what this means for the industry that i've i've loved so much over the last seven years 
but maybe for the future we've got to adapt our thinking as well people people maybe can't hold on to sort of the the old ways of the industry maybe maybe we do have to adapt alongside the industry um i think as tasmanian whiskey continues to grow in popularity these sort of things will continue to happen the it has to happen if it's to sort of just keep getting bigger and bigger like mm. hopefully the house of larks plans to become sort of a global exporter is is to the benefit of the tasmanian industry hopefully it drives sort of global interest in our industry helps to develop our market supports supports all the makers and enables them to sort of get their products out there and sort of into the hands of people who appreciate it so Mm. Mm. well okay so everyone please let us know what you think we're we're sure that probably by the time that this episode releases that there might be some more news that comes out there'll be i'm certainly a lot more speculation Mm. about what's going on but yeah how how does everyone feel about this what what do you think that sort of this means for the industry um do you think this is a good move on lark's behalf um are you ripped up inside about sheen disappearing Mm. let us know we're really fascinated to know do you do you love sheen as much as we do yeah no really interested to know people's thoughts um especially if you think we're completely overacting that's that's another thing are we are we just too sort of emotionally invested in this and Mm. it's actually yeah not not really that big a thing so yeah anyway uh no get in touch and um we'll keep reporting on the updates as they come out through our social media especially through instagram and facebook and um yeah make sure you throw some some comments on the posts when you see them to express your opinion because yeah it's it's really resonated with a group of our followers and um Mm. yeah i'm sure things will continue to to spark up a bit of debate Oh, I've got the appropriate glass for tonight. That was more luck than good management. Nothing about Whiskey Waffle really speaks of good management, so... The Whiskey! So, Nick. Yes? Is this the uh, whiskey equivalent of those, like... So, when a celebrity dies, Mm. and suddenly everyone comes out and is wailing about how much they loved them, how much they meant to them, they were such an important part of their life, (laughs) having... Never, literally never mentioned them before in any sort of context or conversation. Not for me, Teddy boy, not for me, because I've told anyone who will listen that the Sheen Elixir of Life is where it's at. Um, I've literally brought it to various friends' houses. I've poured it out for my family who don't even necessarily drink whiskey. I'm just like, nah, drink this, drink this. Mm. Um, and it's it's always been received very well. People have been loving it. So it's only fitting that Seeing as I'm currently obsessing about it, and we've been talking a lot about Sheen, that this is our review whiskey for the month. The Sheen Elixir of Life. Mm. So, Nick. Yes. I do like me some whiskey facts. Yes. Tell me about this bottle. So, um, it's a 700ml bottle, which is the same as all the Sheen bottles. None of this 500ml nonsense. Yeah, it's a Um, fat bottle. And it comes out at 49%, so higher than the magic number. That's that's not bad. And this one really shows off their, their use of fortified wine casks. So, there's a lot of... Spanish sherry, so actual sherry. Right. And um, they've also used apera casks and tawny casks from Australia and all married it together to create the elixir of life. So basically this is just like a massively fortified 
construction looming over the cliffs, ready to fire some arrows down on um, the raiders coming in below. This is exactly right. And I think it demonstrates that Sheen style as good as anything. Mm. It's thick. I made the comment before that... So triple distilled. I think the triple distilled stuff lets the barrels shine. I think, yeah, you're right. This is thick. It's gooey. Mm. It's It really just... It's all about those fortifications. You can chew on this stuff. Yeah. But the thing that is most prevalent, I guess, because of this casking, in particular, I think that Pedro Jimenez barrels that they they do a lot of finishing in, this is Mm. quite sweet. So it pleases the sweet tooth in me. And uh, I think that there are quite a few whiskey fans out there of the Tasmanian scene who don't mind it if it is just just that hint of syrupy. Mm. And, um, yeah, no, it's just really appealing. It's not so much like you've got half a glass of whiskey and half a glass of Pedro Jimenez and mix them together. It's definitely whiskey first, but, no, mm. that, that sweet cherry influence is loud and clear. Yeah, no, it's absolutely delicious. No, I was, I was, I was thinking, it's it's like, um, in terms of its fortifications, it's like reaching uh, the fourth age in Age of Empires too, uh-huh. like... Like uh, getting some things like um, fortified walls yep. and siege engineers. Yes, and heavy camel. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Bombard towers. Ooh, yeah. murder holes. Hey, hey, hey! Oh. So I'm getting a lot of strawberry jam on the nose. Oh. Uh, yep. Strawberry mm. jam has always been my favourite jam. Like growing up as a kid, yeah. my, my grandmother made strawberry, raspberry, youngberry. Mm. And strawberry was always the one I went for. These days, I'm I'm happy to spread the jam love around, but this one brings me right back to my days of being that strawberry jam freak as a as an eleven year old having six pieces in the morning. Mm. I think there's a bit of um alongside that strawberry jam, mm. I'm also having some marmalade. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's the um spreads this morning, but no Vegemite, surprisingly. No, no Vegemite there. It's all about the sweet stuff. It's a bit of it's a bit sort of um. A little bit of timber in there as well. Yep. No, it's prevalent. Slight, slight sourness. Bit of orchard fruit as well. You can tell it's going to be thick. Just on the nose, you can tell it's going to be thick. And as soon as you take a sip... If you if you check out the legs in the glass, like it's just ridiculously yeah. oily. It's just broad across the palate like it coats your tongue. Absolutely mm. coats your tongue. Goes to the outer extremities of your mouth. It's a very fat whiskey. It's very it's very sort of full and chocolatey on the... Um, yeah. Or coke, like lots of cocoa or cocoa nibs or something. Mm. Yeah, and the forty nine percent is noticeable. Like, I think it gives that a lot of body, a lot of structure, a lot of. Yeah, it's it's got sort of fiery zest alongside mm. that that really robust body. Yeah, yeah, just a, a squeeze of citrus just on the very back palate. It's like a um a bodybuilder squeezing their glutes. <laughs> it's a flex whiskey. A flex whiskey. I like it. <laughs> Fortified mm. anyway. Flexified. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I think that it's not necessarily going to win around Scottish whiskey fans who are a bit dubious about Tasmanian whiskey. Yeah, I'd be interested to know what the cynical Scott thinks of this one. Yeah. Well, we'll have to pour him a dram. Mm. You're right. It, it is very sort of fruity and fresh and um, forward-driven. Um, yeah. It's, it's yeah, certainly not your elegant and refined, musty old Scottish affair. Oh, no. It's not subtle. Yep. Lots of pantry pantry spices, lots of uh, fruit, lots of dried sort of fruit in there. Yeah. Christmas, Christmas cakey, I think. Yep. No, definitely Christmas cakey. The old classic mm. 
port and sherry style tasting notes. I'm really, I, I actually do, do think it's one of those drams that gets better with every sip. Like, it's one of those ones that does ask you to go back for number two, which is why my bottle's getting so precariously low already. I think I think part of that's it's quite drying mm. on the palate. Um, yeah, um, that, maybe the booze. It's probably that forty nine percent. Yeah, it just dries off the palate a bit, and you go, you know what? I think I need another sip. Mm. It doesn't finish like a liqueur. Mm. There's no crusty sugar left over at the end. Rich and robust. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, blimey. I think I think we've established that we just hate this whiskey <laughs> i know i know still available people still available from the sheen online store and i wish we were being paid for it but um what we should be doing is telling everyone how horrible it is so they don't rush out and buy it i know this is this is the problem like i'm, I'm sort of thinking is there going to be a rush on things are they going to whack the price up in the meantime i know well no i, I said before i we've established with we hate it that is entirely wrong we love this whiskey. Um, yep. I think I think this is really all that needs to be said. I don't think this needs to be a long review. Nope. People uh, probably uh, get the picture quite clearly. Mm. I would happily state that this is a four star. Mm. I disagree. You're going to go up. I'm giving it five stars, and mm. that probably is emotions there. I think that's I think that's emotions there. I th- I think there's uh, I think there's still some structural things that I can't quite bring myself up to a five with but it's i it's a very solid four for me and mm. yeah nicholas has been uh getting very emotional about this one this month so well i have you can see how low this bottle is yeah like it's it's very rare that you know i'll get something and then two weeks later like something fancy in tasmanian and i've been splashing it about for all and sundry um and we've often stated that to get something to a five star for us it's got to be more than taste. It's got to be a connection that another whiskey it's that just X doesn't factor. make. And it's made that connection with me. This whiskey has has hit all the right spots with me and I've it's it's you know, it's a new girlfriend that you want to bring around and show off to mm. everyone. And uh it's yeah, it's a five-star whiskey for me. Yeah. It's it's what I look for in a whiskey and it's it's ticked all the boxes. Yeah, look. Great whiskey. Mm. Got to be really sad when it disappears. Yeah. Um, I suspect it will not be the last I purchase. No. Let's get us some more of that before it goes. Yep. Well, everyone, um, that was the Sheen Elixir of Life. Our Drinking Buddy Patreons will be receiving a sample of this. So please let us know what you think of it. Is it as definitely a five-star whiskey <laughs> like Nicholas? Uh, I'm going to get shouted down, but that's okay because... Um, but you see, know. this is the thing. You're right. Five-star whiskey waffle whiskeys need that tenuous connection mm. that just bumps them over the line into something else. It's mm. Yeah. Also, if you want to try this, um, we will be uh, giving away some if you sign up for um, Drinking Buddy level or higher um, in the few weeks following the release of this episode. So um, if you're keen, want to try it before it disappears, please um, jump on. It's it's got It comes highly recommended by someone... Um, <laughs> That I know quite well. I think that is, yeah, just really rich and you know, Chris, it's Christmassy. It's, yeah, you could easily have a drink of that with Santa. So this is embarrassing. Yeah. So, Nick, do you remember the other day mm. when we went down to Sheen Distillery mm. and we had a fantastic interview with David Kernicke 
for it was about 45 minutes worth I think we were chatting and, th- and that was like just the official bit of the interview we were still chatting for longer mm. after that and life was rosy yeah yeah this is it we were chatting about the future what's coming up for Sheen and what people can look out for and uh, their their recent releases and we've got this wonderful interview all ready to be released and then we've got this bombshell that's been dropped on us this week. So I know it was just—it was sort of almost just chance that it didn't actually make it into um, episode thirty-nine. We just—we had so much else going on there. We we're like, yeah, let's let's hold it off for another, yeah, another month. And so now it's out of date. Yeah, considerably so. But there was some really good conversation that we had. Some really good perspective from what's gone into making this. Um, and I know a lot of our listeners already have a connection with Sheen, and they'd be really interested to hear from David about what's gone into making this product. So would like everyone to think of this as an alternate future. Mm-hmm. Parallel universe. Parallel universe, where Sheen wasn't sold to Lark. David continued on as the uh, custodian of the uh, triple distilled Mangalorean whiskey. Mm-hmm. And yeah, everything that is said in this interview that talks about future plans comes true just picturing david now looking and saying this is the way waffle 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 in with so back back when we were first here uh you had a plan and that that was a five-year plan i think what happened to that plan in that year well (laughs) yeah well yeah i guess um so to totally get across it all, um, I was introduced into the whiskey industry by, by my friend, Damien Mackey, and he'd made a few 100-litre um, um, barrels over a number of years. So we had this little plan. Um, when we actually started our um, distillation and, and growing, we suddenly realised the enormous costs involved in, um, in manufacturing whiskey. Um, and then we, um, when we realised what we're up against and to um, to really make it happen you just got to go in hard and uh, consistently hard to produce for the future if you miss a you know time of production is going to bite you a big time down the track so we end up bringing we've met another fellow who just got involved in the whiskey industry as well um, John Ibram and um, he, he changed our outlook totally because we uh, he came on as a partner and we then really got very serious about the future and um, from that point on we became you know, a, a business, a, a proper um, distillery with a big, big future. Now just, just um, taking a point there, just tell us a little bit about John, John Ibrahim. I mean we don't have to go into a, a massive uh, deep dive on him but he's a pretty interesting character in the Tasmanian whiskey scene these days as well. What's, what's he sort of been up to? Yeah, well, John, when you get to know John, he's, he, he's a very passionate man. Um, he's a lovely family man, and um, he wanted to... Um, he has a thirst for knowledge. So he went overseas and he studied the, um, the whiskey industries in um, you know, Scotland predominantly and Ireland. Um, he um, also realised that he used to say to me, we're in the business of wood, and... Um, I didn't really take on board initially what, what he was meaning, but I 100% agree with him. We are in the business of wood. The, the, the quality of the whiskey is entirely dependent on the best quality barrels you can get. Mm. John plonked himself over in, in, in um, Spain and uh, Portugal for quite a few months, um, formed a relationship with, with um, you know, family-owned cooperages over there, and, and the rest is history, I guess. You know, like John came back, 
all um, you know, like passionate um, about Sheen Distillery, but also passionate about the fact that um, he wanted to have his own distillery. So, and that is being what's completed now, and it will be opening imminently, called Callington Mill Distillery at Oatlands. Yeah. So he's, um, from a whiskey point of view, he's probably number one, well, definitely in Tasmania, maybe mm. in Australia. Yeah. Really. Yeah, I think he also had a stake in Kempton as well. Yeah, yeah, yes, he still does, yeah. Yeah, he does, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm really interested in talking about probably the, the X Factor for Sheen Estate Distillery, which is the building itself, um, this wonderful big sandstone 19th century building. Um, and, yeah, I'm interested in your connection to that building and, and, and how you came across this place. Yeah, sure. Look, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm a, um, a North Islander, <laughs> as they call us. Um, right. So we born and... We'll, <laughs> we'll forgive right. you. Yeah. Born About 19 bred, years. Yeah. <laughs> born and bred in, um, in Queensland, but uh, in my life I've, um, I've three passions, you know, it depends who's around, which order they go in, but family, um, you know, my job and heritage conservation. Mm. Now, I previously was a um, property value, I had a valuation practice, and I'm out of that now, but my my passion, my job, if you like, has become making good spirit, you know, like our goal, the best, um, not the best, but comparable, really good quality um, Tasmanian spirit, whether it be um, single malt um, our, or, um, or gin. Um, so that's been, been my passion. So anyway, when we, when we came down here on holidays in, 1996 we fell in love with the place it's um lifestyle climate the pace of life uh, the architecture and the history mm. and um my passion about heritage conservation we we eventually um we eventually saw found sheen and so in 1996 we vowed that one day we would live here and 10 years later sheen came on the market and we were in a position where we were able to buy it so in 2006 we acquired sheen in 2008 uh, we moved here full-time we started our conservation works of the buildings from 2007 um, after a number of years and like the money pit gone mad you know like the cost of conservation is massive we realized that we really to ensure the survival of um of sheen in the future we needed something viable um, you know, not just, you know, tours or anything like that. And the idea of the distillery really did strike a chord with myself. And, um, and now I'm just passionate about the distillery. So the distillery was born from the desire to ensure the survival of a, an iconic um, property with links to King George III and notable colonial figures in, in Tasmania um, and to ensure its, its survival and... and and the distillery will do that. And the interesting part of Sheen, part of the history, not only was the land grant originally granted to a grandson of King George III, but one of the owners from um, 2000, uh, sorry, from 1874 until 1954, um, they were passionate um, about um, um, not having convicts being exported to Tasmania. They fought vigorously and eventually won. But they're also passionate about the Temperance League and they deliberately went out there and bought hotels and closed them down because they believed that alcohol was, you know, a terrible mm. thing. So it's just ironic that we've come, you know, like a full circle and we look at, at the making of um, single malt and, um, and our iconic gin as the, the saviour for Sheen. So mm. that's, that's a story in, in a nutshell. 
So we mentioned, um, we diverged a bit into Mr. Ibrahim before, but there was another figure in that story as well, Mr. Mackey. Um, what was, so I suppose there's something particular about the um, spirit that's made here, um, and that partly comes from his influence. So what's, what's the backstory there? Yeah, sure. So Damien, um, he, um, he, Damien and I are very similar. He, I'm a property valuer, Damien uh, is a town planner. He was working in the local authority that we're in, the Southern Midlands Council. Now, when he was a, he, he, earlier on, he was a surveyor though, and he worked with Bill Lark. Now, Bill Lark um, taught Damien um, the skill in, in making whiskey. And uh, so Damien uh, then, over a period of years, he acquired the 300 litre still, which we have here. Um, he had it in a shed in his backyard, and over probably a seven or eight year period, he made four 100 litre barrels of, um, of whiskey, and um, very good quality whiskey. But Damien is um, of Irish um, heritage, so he decided to um, do the triple distillation, to be sure, to be sure, to be sure it's good. And he did produce a wonderful drop. So when I met Damien, um, I had no knowledge um, about um, about whiskey really, and he he not only did he teach me how to um, distill, um, but also how to appreciate whiskey as well. So um, we worked together very very well. Um, our writing is similar, our thought processes are similar. Quite amazing to be honest. And um, anyway, um, yeah, I'm very lucky to have had um, Damien. Uh, a introduced me to the industry and B teach me as well and uh, so from that um, our focus here uh, and Damien left a bit probably about a bit over three years ago now and he's got his own distillery again which is great um, but our focus is, is triple distillation and my heritage is um, probably predominantly German but also Scottish and Irish as well so I've got a bit of a, a bit of a mix of everything. You mentioned that John was very passionate about this fact before, so much so that um, that you guys have gone and built a cooperage um, yeah. over the back. So there's actually yeah. a cooperage on site here working alongside yeah. you and working alongside John uh, with Callington Mill as well. Um, so tell us about the cooperage and yeah, sure. some of the tips and tricks that are going on over there. Okay. Um, look, um, in life you make good decisions, you know, and bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, one was this? <laughs> this one was a good one. Yeah. Um, so I guess when we didn't really know much about every, anything, um, and so Damien and I, we were offered a thousand ex-fortified wine barrels from both um, uh, French oak barrels from Grant Burge and uh, former McWilliams Winery in the Hunter. So a roughly 50% Australian port, 50% Australian uh, sweet cherry. Um, turned out to be the best decision we ever made. Now, how we were offered them, a, a cooperage, um, came to us and said, look, we can't really afford to outlay the money, but if you could buy the barrels for us, we'll recoup them. We agreed to do that. We did that not only on that occasion, but on two other occasions as well. And uh, so it turned out to be one of the best decisions we ever made because we just got hold of some beautiful barrels, you know, that Mm. potentially could have gone offshore, you know, and that that was the concern. They were going to go overseas. Um, Anyway... um, when John came on board, John focused on the barrel. So he, I, I mentioned that he went over to Portugal and Spain. Um, and um, so we, we actually buy a lot of our barrels from um, both those entities over there as, as well. But having our own cooperage here, we realised that if we could um, go out and buy our own barrels, we can control our own destiny with barrels from Australia. So it gives us the opportunity to get out there 
um, to buy you know, really good quality barrels, bring them back here. We don't have the ability to make uh, you know, see an oak tree and cut staves out of it and make barrels. Mm -hmm. We can pull barrels down, um, take out the, uh, the wine diamonds, the tartaric acid crystals, um, cut them down from maybe 300, 400 litre down to 100 litre barrels, um, re-fit um, them because um, the bilge has, has changed, um, char them, put new hoops on, heads and bottoms, and then away we go and uh, fill them up again. And it, it's just turned out to be a great thing that we have the ability to, A, grab barrels that we can from um, wineries in Australia, and B, on-site having a cooperage, if any issue arises, we can quickly decan a barrel. We've got the skill here to, to fix that barrel and, yeah. and away you go and, and re-barrel re it. Yeah, no, well, thank you so much for having us, David. It's been Great a pleasure. Great to see you guys and, um, again. Yeah, no, it's been an education as well from my perspective, getting to, you know, just taste the just the, the subtle differences of these blends that you've made. Really getting to grips with what she is yeah, now absolutely. in 2021. Mm. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah. Well, thanks, David. Thanks for joining us on Waffling With. Um, and, yeah, we look forward to visiting you again in the future. No, very good. No, thank you. You'll be very welcome. I don't think we've ever recorded an episode like this before, Ted. That was a very focused and intense episode. The word focus came to my mind as well, which is very much not what we do. No, we're usually quite rambly and sort of oh, tend yes. to scatter ourselves. Everything under the, the sun gets covered, yeah. No, mm. but I guess it sort of shows the measure of how strongly we feel about this, that we want to dedicate an episode to this. And yeah, maybe a lot of our listeners will have their own thoughts. Yeah, it's 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 funny times. We, we certainly didn't think just a, a few weeks ago... The shock bombshell coming from Lark. Not at all. Yeah, it, it's going to be a really interesting space in the next little while. So 2022, 2023, mm. definitely keep an eye out on the House of Lark. Yes, the house expands. So watch that space. Mm. And also watch the space of Sheen. I mean, mm. from what we understand... You mean the, um, the space in my heart where the elixir of life stood? Well, you've still got... A little bit of a bottle left that you can pour into that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> eventually, it will run out, and there will just be a, a little, a little sort of empty hollow space. At least I get you. to share it with some of our patreons, though. Mm. They know what a special bottle this is to me, and I'm sending some out. Yeah, that that's it. Whis mm. Whiskey is for drinking, but it's also for uh, sharing with friends. So. Indeed, indeed. So enjoy it, you guys. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, life goes on, though. Things things will continue once Sheen uh, disappears, and who knows? Maybe something grand will sort of emerge from the uh, from the smoking ruins. <laughs> um, yeah. No let's, no, no, let's let's not hope it's smoking ruins. That would be <laughs> bad. Yes. Yeah. That'd be um Adam's levels. Mm. Well, yeah that that was our um fortieth episode. Yeah. One that we'll remember for a number of reasons. Mm. And uh, hopefully in the future, raise a glass of one of our many bottles of Sheen Elixir of Life that we've stashed away. <laughs> and uh, yeah, remember what a weird time in the Tassie whiskey scene it was. We'll be like one of those um, prohibition houses that you see on the internet 
where like the the owner's doing some re- renovation they start pulling off panels and suddenly they start finding all these bottles um <laughs> stashed away in the walls and under the house and and floorboards and things uh yeah that that'll be our houses yep. it'll just be be full of sheen <laughs> quite possibly oh well it's good to get it off our chests i think ted i feel better about it now yeah yeah i think it, i think it has actually been a, a useful exercise yeah. talking about it if you if you bottle it up, <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll only yeah. sort of. There you go, listeners. Goes to show that what you need to do is get it out of the bottle. That's whiskey for you. All right, my name was Ted. My name was Nick. We are Whiskey Waffle. Thank you for listening once again. Thank you for staying with us for forty episodes. That's quite incredible. Here's yeah. here's uh, looking at the big half ton. Yeah, we're gonna have to come up with something special for that one. Well, if we, we could arrange with our Lark to buy a, um, another <laughs> distillery that we like. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Lark will buy Whiskey Waffle. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, the ultimate sellouts. <laughs> 40 million, I'd probably take that. Yeah, I'd probably take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Well, cheers everyone and keep on waffling. Good night. Whiskey Waffle recommends you drink whiskey responsibly and only if you're above the legal drinking age in your country. Our lawyers made us say that. Or at least, they would have if we actually had lawyers. The the historic Pontville estate, which I <clears throat> like to point out that we realise that is indeed in Mangalore, 